How is Orchardville? Is Orchardville okay today? Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. And I'll tell you, it's exciting times at uh, Orchardville Church. And uh, over the last week, I bet, I'm, I'm going to say the last two weeks just to be safe. I probably had a half a dozen people tell me about an expectation that they sense, an expectation they feel in the, in the spirit realm. And, and that really bears witness with me. You know, but it's not just at Orchardville Church. You know, it's in the body of Christ. And, and the, the scripture is clear that God wants to pour out his spirit upon his children. And he wants us to move in the power that he has for us, and he wants us to follow him in everything we do. So there's an expectation. First Peter 1.13, if you've got your Bibles, First Peter 1.13, note takers are world changers. One of these days I'm going to show you my Bible. No, I'm not going to take it out of this cover because if I take it out of the cover, it falls apart. But if you have a Bible that you don't feel comfortable with writing in, give that Bible to somebody else and get you a Bible you can write in. Okay? You need to make your Bible your own. Make some notes, chicken tracks, whatever you need to make in there. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. If you'll do that, you'll be amazed how those, those little chicken tracks and those spiritual truths that you mark, you'll be amazed how, how deeper they'll go inside of your heart and how it'll, it'll help you and help you grow and strengthen you. 1 Peter 1.13, we're not going to read it yet. We'll read it in just a minute. I want to tell you a story that more than likely everybody has heard this story. Story about a young boy. And he's being mischievous. Mischievous young boys. Don't you have to love them? You've got to love mischievous little boys. <laughs> I do. And he's being mischievous and his dad tells him to sit down. And he don't sit down. And his dad tells him again, sit down. And he don't sit down. And he tells him again, sit down. And he don't sit down. So finally, the dad goes over there, and he sits him down, right? And the little boy looks up at his dad and says, I'm sitting on the outside, but I'm standing on the inside. <laughs> sitting on the outside, but standing on the inside. Now, see, that's, that's just kind of a funny little story. But the truth is, there's great spiritual truth in that. Because no matter whatever happens around us, we need to take a stand for what we believe in on the inside. The world might be going one direction, and we might be getting somewhat drug along with it, but that don't mean we have to sit down for it. We have to take a stand on the inside. And I'll just tell you what, tell you like this. If you don't take a stand on the inside of you for the biblical principles that God has given us in his word, if you don't take a stand on the inside, you'll fall on the outside. All right? 
If I'll just say it again. If you don't, if you don't take a stand on the inside, you will fall on the outside. That's a spiritual truth. You know, we've been looking to have a successful prayer life, even to live a life that brings glory to God. We have to have this attitude in prayer is what we have to have. We have to have a, a prayer life to, to live a life that brings glory to God. When we go to prayer, what we're praying for is for God's will, just like what Jesus prayed. You know what Jesus prayed, don't you? That his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many want to see that to happen? Me too. No matter what the world throws at you, we have to stand. No matter what we see after we pray, we have to stand. No matter what you see at work, no matter what we see in the country, no matter what we see in the polls, in the elections, in the political arena, we have to stand. We cannot waver. If we waver, we will fall. Do you know, can you imagine just for a moment, if the Christians in the United States of America, if all the Christians fell down and gave up their faith, where would this country be? What would school be like next year? If all the Christians in, Christian, Christian biblical influence was removed from the schools, where would the schools be next year? Where would the rule of authority be next year? There would be none. There would be none. You've, you've probably all seen the same little short videos like, like I have of, of many inner city schools where they don't want nothing to do with God. And that's where you see the students beating up the teachers, beating up the principals, beating each other up. So just think, where would this country be if us Christians did not take a stand, we'd be in a mess. When we take a, take a stand, it's the power of God that comes on the scene. It's the grace of God that comes on the scene when we take a stand. When we have determination in our heart, that's when God shows up. When we are determined that we're not going to fall, we're not going to turn to the right or to the left, that's when God shows up. When we say, God, I am standing here. I am not moving. I am your child. I know your word. I know you want the best for me. I know you're leading me in the right direction toward your blessings. And I am not moving. That's when God shows up. We need that. We need, how many of you in here need God to show up? Raise your hand. Amen. And if not in your life, in your children's life, in your co-worker's life, we need that. So what do we do when we've done everything in prayer, everything we know to do? We have prayed, we've searched the word, we have forgiven those around us that have, have done us wrong. We walk, we're walking in love, we're doing the best we can, we're walking in love, we're obeying God's word to the best of our abilities. 
We're following him. We've prayed. We've done all that we know to do. Ephesians says, when you've done all you know to do, stand. Stand. Now, here's the thing. So much of the time, we get this stand idea as being leisure. You know, just nonchalant. But that's not what this is talking about at all. And especially that is really not what it's talking about in the physical realm. This is talking about a spiritual or a mental attitude that we're determined in our heart that we're, we're not going to go either way. It says when you've done everything else, stand. But you know, sometimes we think, yeah, but, yeah, but I've prayed for so long and nothing's ever happened. What do I do? You stand. Yeah, but it seems like the situation's getting worse. What do I do? You stand. Yeah, but everything is falling apart around me. What do I do? You stand. When you've done all else, you stand. You see, standing is not doing nothing. Just because you're standing does not mean you're idle. Just because you're standing, that, you know, when you stand somewhere, you are occupying. You are taking up space. You are holding your possession. Let's see. I don't want to get somebody old and feeble. I was going to have Chester and Bear come up. But, but I was really afraid that they might hurt one another. I, re- I really was because... Justin, come up here just a minute. Come, come, come right up here, brother. Stand. Take a stance, brother. All right. Now, see, this is what the world does to us. The world wants to push us that way. The devil wants to push us over there. The devil wants us to drag us to with the go of the flow. Don't ever think, man, if, she, if somebody says, I'm standing on the promises of God, don't ever think that's just a wimp out comp- statement. That is a powerful thing. So see, when we, that's why we have to be strong. So we get all these forces trying to move us out of the will of God, away from prayer, away from the biblical principles of the word of God. That's when we've got to firm up. You know, you know what I'm talking about, men. When you walk into a room and you pull your... <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. When you suck your gut in and you, and you try to suck your gut up to your shoulders. <laughs> you just know. <laughs> I know some of you aren't very good at it. I'll tell you. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Thanks, brother. But taking a stand is an important thing. It's a determination. It's a determination of the mind, and it's a determination of the heart. It's a, it's, a, it's a spiritual attitude. It's a mental attitude. That things can fall down around me, but I'm going to stand. Because 
I'm standing on the Word of God. I'm standing with Him. I'm standing on His promises, His Word, and I'm going to stand. Amen. 1 Peter 1.13, if you've got your Bibles. 1 Peter 1.13, powerful scripture. I love this scripture. If you don't have this marked in your Bible, please mark it. It says, 1 Peter 1.13, and it says, Therefore guard your, or gird, excuse me, therefore gird your mind for action. Get ready. Get ready because there's a battle coming. We've had battles these last few weeks. There have been battles going on in people's lives in this church today. There's a battle going on. God don't want them to come to church. He wants them to go back to their old life. He wants them to get, to get all bored with church. And I've been there and I've done that. And I've, I don't want to go there no more. That's what the devil wants. But see, there's a battle going on. I got the opportunity to lead, a, to lead a man to the Lord this week. Glory to God. Boy, if that, that'll keep your... Yeah! Glory to God. Yes, it was, it was awesome. And then a few days later, I, I told him, I, and because he knew that God had touched him. But then yesterday, I, was, I went and seen him again, and I told him, I said, now... He was telling me different things, you know, how he felt and different and how he was acting different and he was so thankful. And I said, that's all and well and God will be with you every step of the way. But the old you will try to creep back in after a while. Yeah, and that's what happens. The old, our old selves tries to creep back in after a while. Gird your mind for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, the understanding of Jesus Christ, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. For those of us that think that we pretty much have it all figured out, you will never completely understand all the revelations that come through Jesus Christ. Romans 12, 2, a classic scripture. And, and it, says, it says that be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. But this is a good part. That we may prove the will of God. That which is good, acceptable, and perfect. And I'm telling you today, when we will take a stand on the inside of us, we will prove the will of God in our lives. It might not, it might take longer than a week, it might take longer than a month, but the will of God will be manifested in your life if you will renew your mind and take a stand for Him. Amen. Amen. Take a stand for Him. Brings the power of the Holy Spirit, and that is my point today. For when we take a stand on godly principles and godly values, the power of the Holy Spirit shows up. When we take a stand in the voting booth for biblical principles, the Holy Spirit shows up. Not just in our lives, but in our country. 
When we take a stand for traditional marriage, the power of the Holy Spirit shows up. Not because it's what I think, but it's because what God thinks. When we turn away from the biblical truths and biblical values in the Word of God, we turn away from the power of God. You want to know why so many churches in the country is weak and ailing today? Because they've turned away from the Word of God. They've turned their back on it. It's not as important to them as it used to be. They think there's gray areas in there, and there's not. There might be some uncomfortable areas in there. There might be some difficult areas in there, but there's no gray areas in there. When we stand against abortion, the power of the Holy Spirit shows up. When we, when we stand for a prayer and the national anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance in our schools and in our, in our, around the country in our sporting events, the Holy Spirit shows up. Where did I see a post? Where did I see a post? What school was that? A little bit up north here? Where was that at? In a gymnasium? All the football team was getting baptized? Where was that at? Somebody know? Huh? Greenville, it was. It was at Greenville. They literally brought a trough in the, in, the, in the gymnasium, up on the stage, and the whole football team was getting baptized. And the whole place, they was praising and giving God the glory. Ho, ho! Yeah! Yeah! Well, here's my point. When we take a stand for those things, the Holy Spirit shows up. Amen. So we got to take a stand wherever you're at. Yes, there's strength in numbers, but you do know that you and God standing together is a majority, right? You know that, right? If you will stand with God on the principles that he has put forth in his word, you will walk in power. Those around you, you might not even know it. And probably more than likely you won't know it. But when you stand up for his biblical principles and his, and his promises in, his, in the word of God, people around you will know there's something different about you. Because the Holy Spirit shows up. Because there's power that shows up. There's influence that shows up. All of a sudden, when you speak, it's not just your words. All of a sudden, when you speak, you're speaking God's word. All of a sudden, when you speak, you're speaking power and truth, and you're speaking in to influences around us. Now, if you've got your notepads with you, and I hope we do. Do we have notepads? We don't have. We're going to have some, uh, some note takers next week. Uh, but if you've got something to scribble on, I want to give you some ammo for your gun. Or some arrows for your bows, okay? All right. Here we go. When the enemy comes at you, or the world comes at you, when the old ways try to creep back into your mind 
and your old ways, and they will. And those old words start to cut, try to come out of your, your mouth again. 2 Corinthians 5.17, write that down. You need to, you've got to know this. If you're going to win the battle, if you're going to follow God and get biblical principles and take a stand the way you want to take a stand, we've got to know this stuff. 2 Corinthians 5.17, when the old ways try to, try to creep in, you speak that word of God. You say, no, old things have passed away. All things have become new. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. You speak that. You tell the devil. You know, in Matthew 4, it gives us a great example. When, when the devil come to tempt Jesus, every time he came, every time Jesus spoke the written word, every time, and at the end, the devil fled. If you will speak the word of God to the devil, he won't hang around you. The devil don't like the word of God. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it's, I am a new creation in Christ. We need that. When the world starts to come down around you, and you can just feel the weight of the world around you, 1 John 4, 4. 1 John 4, 4, and it says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The devil really don't like that one. 1 John 4, greater is he than, is, than he that is in the world. Woo! Man, you know what that means? That means if, you, you know, if, if, you're, if you're mature in your faith and you've got the power of the word inside of you, you can walk anywhere you want to. You know what? I'll tell you something else that will maybe boost your confidence a little bit. The devil knows that he that is in you is greater than him. The devil knows that. He don't like that. <laughs> and what the devil hopes for all you, young, all you young people, what the devil hopes, the devil hopes you'll never find that out. The devil hopes you'll, nobody will ever tell you that. The ne devil hopes that'll never seek down into your heart and into your mind and you'll walk in that. That's what the devil hopes. He hopes, nope, you can't do nothing. You, you know, you was born in a small town. You'll never have no influence. You know, you'll never be happy. You just get what, you just get what the world gives you, and that's all there is to it. You know, you'll never do this. You'll never do that. That's what the devil wants you to think. But the truth is, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And that means that, that there's nothing that you can't do. You find out what the will of God is for your life, and you follow that. I heard a quote one time. I heard a quote And it goes that God wants us to believe our way in following him, not figure it out. I'll say it again. Kind of chew on that a little bit. God wants us to believe, to trust, to have faith in where he's leading us. Not for us to have to figure it out with our minds. 
Because I, 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 I see things all the time that we're always trying to figure things out. Roy's trying to decide, figure this out. Well, what's he want me to do? What's he want me to do? He's wanting us to step out in faith and not necessarily figure it out. Third one. When it seems that the enemy is throwing everything he has at you, and that happens a lot. When the enemy is throwing everything he has at you, Isaiah 54, 17, it says, and I I speak this scripture all the time, it says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now see, when we speak these powerful words that are backed by the power of God, the devil flees. He runs. When we speak these powerful words that are backed by God, we are taking a a physical, powerful stance in the spirit realm that nobody can tip us over, that nobody can get us off course. If we will get these in our heart and speak them with our mouth. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. I challenge you. I challenge you to speak that out this week. You feel like you can't do nothing? You feel like you're weak? You feel like you're ill-equipped? Feel like you're uneducated? Under-IQ'd? I bet that's a word, don't you? Under-IQ'd? Is IQ'd a word? Well, it is now. Just so you guys know, that's not the first word I've ever made up, okay? Just so you know. I've made up several. My wife likes them. Feel like you're down and out and you're just not qualified and you're not tall enough and you're not short enough, you're not pretty enough, you're too skinny, you're too heavy. Sometimes that's how we feel. We just can't do anything. John 14, 12 says that the works that Jesus done, that we shall do greater works. Greater works. Greater works. We can do greater works. Not that I had anything to do with it, but God allowed me to do a greater work this week. When I was able to lead that young man, young man to the Lord. I hope to do it again this week. Amen. Be aware of the greater things. The greater things that God placed before you. The greater things that, that he wants you to do. The greater things than, than just going to work and doing your time and going back home. Greater things instead of just getting a paycheck and going back home. Greater things for God. That's what we have to focus on. Eternal things. Eternal things. Last one. When you have prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed and you've done everything you know to do, you take your stand and you quote James 5, 16. And it says, the fervent prayer 
of a righteous man availeth much. And you stand on that. The fervent prayer, the heartfelt, some translations say, the heartfelt prayer of a righteous man. You're, you're, you're the righteous. If you receive Christ, you're the righteousness of God. You are in right standing with God if, you've, if you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. So a heartfelt prayer of a child of God availeth much. Praise team, if you'll come, please. Bow your heads with me, folks. Heavenly Father, we do worship you today and we praise you, we thank you for all that you do in our lives, for ministering to us, for lifting us up, for strengthening us, for your word that encourages us, for loving us, for healing us, for blessing us financially and spiritually. Every area, Father, we praise you. Father, I pray for every heart here today, Father, that if there's one here today that does not understand and does not know about your love for them, I just pray, Father, right now that you'll speak to their hearts and you'll minister to them and their heart will be open toward you. So I ask you today, if there's anyone here today that's never received Christ, your Lord and Savior, I ask you to just raise your hand real quickly. Just raise your hand so I can pray for you. Is there anyone here today that if you died today, you don't know where you would go? You don't know if you'd go to heaven or hell. Is there anyone here today? You know, really, if there's someone here that's never received Christ, If I thought it would help, I would drag this thing out all day if I thought it would help. But the truth is, it probably wouldn't. But if it would, I would do that. We would sing another song. I'd share another verse. I'd come back there and get you. I would come back there and pray for you right where you're at if I thought it would help. But the truth is, if you've never received Christ, your Lord and Savior, and you're here today, more than likely, God has been knocking on your heart all day. And He's been wooing you and drawing you all day. So now it's your turn. You either accept Him or you reject Him. And I pray that you accept him. Amen. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. For everyone else, you have loved ones that need prayer. Come ahead. If you've been, if you've been struggling, if you've got a blessing, whatever the case may be, please come to the Lord. Whatever, whatever need you have, please come to the Lord as the altars are open. Thank you, Father. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618 
835-2677.